hello hello and welcome back to another episode of shamelessly unapologetic with me your host alana pinsky i can't believe we're already in july and it already feels like it's going by pretty quickly already i cannot tell you how ready i am for the weekend as i am so drained and it's only Tuesday and I am just sitting here drained and already looking for the weekend because I have so much work that I have to do and play catch up on because July crept up on me and there was so much stuff that I had not gotten done and I just feel really out of alignment. So thankfully I have an easy work day tomorrow where I can play catch up on things that I need to do so I don't feel as overwhelmed and stressed out like I do right now. But anyway, Today's episode is a guest episode and I have Marissa Lane joining me on the show. So Marissa is a spiritual mentor and soul navigator and she's on a mission to guide high achieving women back to their most authentic selves. And so as a spiritual mentor, she specializes in helping individuals tap into their intuitive gifts, clear the obstacles in their lives and unlock their greatest potential. Marissa and I had a really lovely conversation. I really enjoyed getting to know more about her journey and how she really tapped into her psychic abilities. That was a really fun part of the conversation. And I even shared like a really funny moment of me kind of having some psychic abilities. So I'm definitely excited for you to get to that part of the conversation because I thought it was really funny and entertaining. But Yes, this was a really great conversation. I felt so at peace just listening to her talk and hearing all the great things that she had to say. So if you are a lost soul trying to find your way back, I think you're going to really like this episode. With that being said, I will stop talking so we can get into her interview. Hello, Marissa. Welcome to Shamelessly Unapologetic. I'm so excited to have you. How are you doing on this wonderful Friday? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so good. I'm excited about having this conversation today. Yes, me too. Me too. I think you have such a really cool background with a lot of things that I've always been really curious about. So I'm excited to learn so much more um, from you. So I guess one thing we can just go ahead and get started with is why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So I'm Marissa Lane. I'm a spiritual mentor and a soul navigator on a mission to guide high achieving women back to their most authentic self and like what I like to call true north. And I do it with um, my superpowers, which is I have a straight channel to spirit. I have all the clairs, but my biggest one is clear audience. So I hear messages very clearly, and sometimes they're blunt. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I also have like I do energy work, mediumship, and I've created different modalities to help women move the needle so that they can call in what they truly desire in their life. Yeah, that's really cool. I had a question about true north. Was that a term that you created or is that a concept that's been around for a while? I mean, I think it's been around for centuries, right? Like 
true north, true, you know, your, your star, all of that. But it really came, I created this offer in this container because I love anything nautical. I love the outdoors. I love compass. I have a, another container called compass of love, but I, um, I also have a big anchor tattoo on me <laughs> as well. But my grandfather was in the Navy and I just always was like, my heart was always with anything nautical, anchors, the ocean. And um, I live in Colorado. We camp all the time. So I'm just used to being in nature and something just grabbed me. And I was like, this is what it's got to be, finding your true north. Because it really is all about bringing yourself back to your truest, authentic self. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I feel like that can be a really great way how this ties into like the whole shamelessly unapologetic brand because we're always about authenticity over here. And you will be surprised at how there are still so many people out there that don't even know what it means to for them to authentically be them. I know. And so this is like this container that I have and that I've created, like instead of you know, maybe going to therapy, which I'm not knocking therapy at all because I did like 10 years of it and mm -hmm. it changed my life. But spirit comes in and like pinpoints exactly what is holding you back from moving forward in your life. Or we kind of uncover what um, maybe some of your traumas are or the things that keep you on the hamster wheel, right? Mm -hmm. So when we kind of peel back these layers, you can kind of start coming back to yourself, right? And who you truly are. And then you kind of start bringing in what you desire, which is the magic and miracles of it as well. So it's just such like a magical container and you do it really fast. That's really cool. I cannot wait to hear so much more about this. And like, while we're on the topic of like, yeah. Being authentic and the shamelessly unapologetic brand. This is like a question that I ask every single guest that comes on my show. But Marissa, what would you say is the biggest thing that you are mostly unapologetic about? Ooh, this is a good one. I think, you know, for so many years, I, well, I'm also a hairstylist. Um, I do one day a week behind the chair. Um, and I've been doing it for 20 years. But I think my whole life, I was trying to be something. I was a chameleon. I was a people pleaser, right? And now where I'm at and going on this like soul journey for the past two and a half years, well, really my whole life, like I love who I've fucking become. Yes. And, like, and I am like unapologetic for who I am today. And yes. nobody can kind of... I don't waver from that anymore, you know? Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't know that you were a hairstylist. It's funny you brought that up. I am actually going to be enrolling in beauty school very soon no to become way. a hairstylist. Yeah, I want to specialize in vivid colors and extensions specifically. Oh, cool. I saw on your Instagram, how you did your hair. And I was like, all right. Or I was like, all right, girl, like do your thing. So I was like, I wonder if you were like a hairstylist, but that's no, wild that you're That's sort of like what sparked that for me. <laughs> um, yeah, like I first started actually experimenting with my hair, especially with color. When I first moved to Portland in 2021, I did an oil slick 
And the oil slick came out pretty quickly. And then I decided, mm -hmm. you know what? I want to just do purple. So I used to have like a purple ombre. I actually recently redid my hair where I wanted mm -hmm. more of like, I wouldn't say it's like a money piece, but it's kind of like a little bit of a frame of purple and then yeah. purple underneath as well. And then there's the black on top because I was missing some of my black hair. So I wanted to bring yeah. more of those darker roots back into it. And then I have tape and extensions installed. And so I guess for me, I just want to, you know, better my skill set with that and, you know, get my license because I realized that I've just found a really nice passion with hair and color. Extensions came through like me having trichotillomania. I've been wearing extensions since I was in college. Um, I actually okay. had a guest on one of my episodes a couple weeks ago where she also has trichotillomania. And we talked all about like treatment for extensions and holistic healing. And so that was a really interesting conversation but yeah sorry i just got very excited when i heard you were a hairstylist because no, i'm going to be no, leaving corporate awesome. america yes well you know growing up i struggle with a learning disability yeah me too and so okay so and college was hard i tried it you know in and out and it just didn't work and um yeah i fell into beauty school and it was just like a saving grace for me be successful at this. Yeah. And I am like a little bit of a chatter and a people person. <laughs> so it was, it was just like a perfect fit and I'm very like artistic and creative. And so, yeah, I just have been so lucky with such an amazing career in it. And, um, and it's wild because looking back now, I realized I had these gifts all along and mm -hmm. being a hairstylist, like you're a therapist, right? <laughs> yeah. A therapist, and, a ther therapist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I've been helping people without even knowing these gifts until I kind of really unlocked them um, about two and a half years ago, but it's been a beautiful place for me to feel safe to share my gifts with my clients and like use them as guinea pigs as well. <laughs> yeah. No, now I'm really curious. So when you are like doing hair, how do you incorporate your like spiritual work with your clients? I mean, is that something you do quite often or do you let that conversation happen naturally in case like you have a client who's like not interested in that stuff? Yeah. Well, so, you know, I was always kind of giving advice and, you know, helping people and a good listener and all of that. Right. So it's just part of the gig. And I enjoyed it. Like I love connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And then I had my daughter, um, five years ago. And I think something like unlocked in me from that, like energetically, which was kind of wild. I didn't know it at first, but then I had her and I started getting these like I would be listening to a client and I would just have this like overwhelming feeling to be like, you got to do this. Mm -hmm. And, or I would know something about them. And then three months later, I was like, oh, I knew that. So I started having these things with my clients. And then I found a shaman. I worked with her for like a year and a half and it just like opened up. And in the beginning of all this, I was like, so what do you want to ask spirit today? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? And so everybody was super open with me. You know, some people were like, no, thanks. But now I am kind of transitioning out of hair and doing more of my spirit business. I don't really do that anymore behind the chair because it is a lot of energy sure, with people as I'm doing their hair, but I'm 
I've been known to do that a time or two still. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool. So like kind of branching off of that. So when you were working as a hairstylist, I want to learn a little bit more about like what you can share about your personal journey and of transformation and how you discover like your innate psychic abilities. Because I know like, if I recall that you do have like some psychic abilities and like, how did that realization shape your path as like a spiritual mentor and soul navigator? Oh my gosh. I mean, it changed everything for me. It was like I woke up one day and everything was different, but the same, if that makes sense. But I remember the first time I heard it and I was like, am I crazy? <laughs> I'm like, is that happening to me? And then once I realized, I remember I was driving to the salon, uh, going to work and I was like, so can I like talk to dead people? Like asking spirit. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, like, can I talk to like grandma? And then she put her hands on my face and was like, Rissy, I'm right here. Ooh, I still get like goosebumps around that. So it kind of started small and then it was just like this ripple effect. It's the best gift I've ever been able to receive because I get to help other women see themselves for who they truly are. And every time I help somebody heal, it heals a piece of me. Mm -hmm. And it's just this beautiful ripple effect. Yeah. So when you heard those voices, what was that situation like? I'm really curious to know. Was it kind of like in your head or was it more like externally? Mediumship is such a wild, wild thing. I know like my aunt, she was with like a bunch of her girlfriends and she didn't really like buy into it. And then when she like sat down and was hearing what their loved ones from the dead were saying to them, it like drove them wild. Like they were like, oh my God, there's no way this person's making this stuff up. And the medium yes. was like, you haven't really been involved. And then she starts talking to my aunt and starts bringing up stuff about the past that there's no way this woman would have known. And uh -huh. she eventually just became a believer because she was so shook. She broke down crying because she got messages from my grandparents who both passed away, you know, a couple of years ago. And mm -hmm. I was kind of proud of her because it's like, I love shit like this, right? But to hear my <laughs> aunt, who I don't even have the best relationship with, become a mm -hmm. believer, I was like, we love growth. We love it. We love to see it. So yeah, I was curious to know what that experience was like for you in terms of like the voices you were hearing. So like I said, like I heard my grandmother, then I think like a week later, my um, uncle came through to give me a message for my cousin, which was magical. So it started like very slow, but so what it is, it's, it's hard to explain, but it is their voice I hear. Okay. And then sometimes I see images. So sometimes I can see images of how they passed over, like what happened if they were um, one was like in a motorcycle accident and I saw him being thrown and then laying. I also can like just feel them, their energy as well. So it's, it's all of these things compiled into one and it's different voices for sure, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then I get evidence. Like this is why I love it so much because every time I do it, I'm like, holy shit, this is real. Like I still have to like remind myself too, like, Cause it's just wild. It's, it's shit that I don't even like, how would I know about this person? You know? So they come through, they give me details like evidence. It's like the evidential evidence 
to be like, this is them, right? Like one of them, her grandparents came through and I was like, okay, there's something about like a European coastline or like the Amalfi coast. And she was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, does that sit with you? You know? And she was like, well, I lived there and I'm actually thinking about going back. And I was like, okay, so that spirit, there's there, your loved ones confirming this is them because like, how would I know, you know, right. like all of these stories. And then what I'm realizing, so I was kind of, I don't want to say scared because I'm not scared of the other side or speaking to the, the loved ones that have passed, but I was unsure for myself when I started this journey, right? Like, am I going to get it right? Is it going to be enough? So I wasn't leaning too much into the mediumship. And then I recently was working with um, a beautiful mentor and I was like, I just want to deepen this. And so now what I'm learning is that there is the mediumship, which is amazing and beautiful because you get the love, the connection, the evidence, the closure, the understanding. But then there is a bigger message from them that I receive for you today to move you and propel you in your life today, which is magical. That is so magical. How old were you when you first got your gift? I mean, did it terrify you at all or was it more exciting? So I've like had feelings of this my whole life, right? Okay. I mean, I remember going up, running up to my parents' bedroom and I would sleep on my parents' floor most nights of the week. Wow. I would have feelings. I would have knowings like that there was like a man outside my window. And I thought it was like wild. I remember seeing like in um, glares from like outside the streetlights or whatever, I would see faces in them. It freaked me out when I was a kid. So I always just like, was like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I've always been, you know, my early twenties, I was like all obsessed with like astrology and tarot cards. Yeah. And I had, you know, all of I that, right? That like, so, and, um, and I would go to psychics and they'd be like, you know, you have this gift. And I'd be like, <laughs> whatever, you're crazy, but cool. <laughs> I can I relate to that. I, I have a story, but I, I want to, I want you to finish. But yeah, so I was just kind of like, whatever. And I was just young and dumb. And like, all I wanted to do was like, do hair and party, you know, and me boys. You know? So like, that wasn't on my radar at all. And then it was really just having my daughter. I mean, really all of this unlocked like two and a half years ago. And it has just been like quantum leap after quantum leap. If you would have asked me two and a half years ago when COVID hit, that I would be here today, I would say you're fucking crazy. Right. I think we all would have. We would have all been like that for sure. I had no no idea. So. So going off to your experience where a psychic told you you had this gift too, I had mm -hmm. a very similar experience. So when I was Ooh. in college, I saw a psychic and it was actually over the phone because that's how they practice. I had found them on the internet. They were like all these great reviews and they had a really great website and blog. And so I had a session with them. And so one of the first things he said to me, because he was a male psychic, he had said to me, before I get started, I am getting psychic energy from you. Like my body is vibrating just by talking to you. And it was so funny to hear him say this because I think I knew where he was coming from. And I think the way that I have always felt like I have some sort of psychic abilities was more through like my dreams. Cause sometimes I've had dreams about mm. stuff and the shit comes true. Not every single dream of mine is like this. It's, it's very random. 
Like I remember, yes. and this is a story that I told the psychic and he thought this was so funny. I remember when I was in middle school, I think it was seventh grade. There was this guy that I couldn't stand. He was super short and annoying, but somehow in my dream, he got a mullet haircut. I don't know why I was having a dream about this. And I shit you not, three weeks later, this kid rolls up to school with a mullet. No. Yes. <laughs> and I told the psychic that, and he laughed so hard. <laughs> I've sadly had a dream about my grandmother passing away. That was not fun because that also happened a couple weeks then after. Did, oh, and then she passed. And after. she passed. Yeah. So that happened oh, my freshman know. year of college. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. So those are two that I can really remember. And then there's one dream that's been very recent and I don't want to talk about it because it's a little bit too personal. It's just wild that sometimes this happens and it's very sporadic. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. But you know, I think that's the only time where I could have those abilities is if I'm on my sleep. Interesting. Well, Spirit just told me that if you wanted to, you could have more of it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, you don't know if you want to, though. It's not that, I don't know if it's not that I want to. It's just that I don't know when they're going to happen. They're, it's just so yeah. random. Because trust me, I think it's cool when it happens. It's cool. It's freaky. It's kind of funny all at the same time. The whole mullet thing, that is just one that I'll just, I'll never ever forget. It's so funny because it's so funny because that's how they, it starts, right? It's like these little moments that it's like so silly, right? Yeah. But you're like, wait a minute. Yes. Uh-huh. No, totally. That's wild. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. So I just, I had to share that with you just because like I, I was just able to like easily relate to that. The other thing is like we all have these abilities. It's if we want to unlock it even further, right? and open ourselves up to that or not, really. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to kind of move in to um, a different segment. I mentioned earlier that a lot of people really struggle with like being authentically themselves. And I think because like a lot of individuals really struggle with societal expectations and the pressure to conform. I wanted to ask you, and like I've talked about this on my podcast through my own terms, but I'd love to hear your perspective, especially when it comes to your your true north theory and other theories and concepts that you practice with your clients. How can someone begin the process of being unapologetically themselves? And what advice would you give for those who are fearing that judgment or rejection when they start living authentically? I mean, I've answered Ooh. this myself, but I want to hear your perspective too and like yeah. how your work plays in, a role into this. Well, I think it's understanding that this world we live in, the 3D world, is just like this old programming and this old like belief system and this old like paradigm. And it's not real. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But like we've been all like indoctrinated into the bullshit, right? From a very young age. I mean, I I did everything by society standards, right? Like I found the guy, I had the career, I got pregnant, I had got the dream house. I had it all. Like I did it all, right? And then I like woke up one day and I was like, this is it? That's This is it? This is like crazy. And that's where I started like really peeling back the layers. There's got to be more to life than this, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think you have to understand the stuff that we've been fed, right? And what you see as truth and ask yourself, 
does this align with what I really believe in? Right. Mm -hmm. And then really peeling back the layers and asking yourself, like, what do I truly not want instead of everybody else? Right. When you can take out your parents, your family, your career, your friends, what do I want? I want to be a spiritual mentor because that just lights my shit up. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then that's the truth, right? But we've been in this fear-based mode and, you know, sit down, be quiet, be polite, people please, don't be selfish, blah, blah, like all this shit. And it's just this old programming that isn't real anymore. And so if you can kind of start asking yourself real questions, I love to like meditate and get quiet to hear my higher self speak to me and, um, you know, get support as well, because we can't do this by ourselves. Like it's really hard and you get wobbly because we're so programmed <laughs> mm -hmm. to do what society tells us to do. But I think it's like speaking up and speaking your truth and you can never go wrong with following your heart following your intuition. And, you know, I always tell people, all you have to do is take one inspired action and keep going, right? The universe will always have your back is what I've seen and learned. Yeah. I'm a really big believer that the universe has a plan for everyone. I don't believe in everything happens for a reason, but I do believe in everything works out the way that it's supposed to. And I feel like that's a completely different mindset and concept. Yes, it is. And if you can kind of get out of the society way, which we all are in it, right? You know, subscribe to it in some kind of way. I'm not saying, you know, if I didn't, I would probably be living like in the forest somewhere. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> which sounds lovely sometimes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's so much stuff that's bigger than us. And I think if you can kind of start creating a world where people accept you for who you are and you don't have to wear a mask because I wore a mask for so long and it's so exhausting mm -hmm. to try to be something you're not. If you can just keep going and show up as like your truest self, I mean, that's the golden ticket when you can really value who you are and be unapologetic about it. That's it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I definitely am curious to learn a little bit about like your work with your clients. So what are the full services that you do with your clients? And I'm curious to know if you have like a favorite service that you enjoy doing. Well, I love finding your true north. It's like my fa flagship program container, I like to call it. It's either three or six months. In a three-month container with me, you get six one-on-one -on -one private sessions for 60 minutes, where in one session, we can have a soul retrieval. We can do energy work. Past loved one can come through. Spirit will guide me in and pinpoint what your trauma is. And like, just so everybody knows, we all got fucking trauma. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. I have so much yeah. trauma. Oh my God. Girl, where do I yeah. start? <laughs> Right? Like we all do. Like, and I had a pretty great childhood too, you know? So it's like, come on. But spirit kind of pinpoints and I become the investigator and I peel back all the layers and then I weave all the points together to show you 
why you are operating the way you are. And then I have created the road to forgiveness, which is a modality I use with everybody. And it is such a beautiful way to start healing your trauma. And so you get all of that. And then what I also have in this is like Voxer, which is one-on-one support, live coaching Monday through Friday. So what this is, is when, you know, we'll have a session, right? Things will start coming up day-to-day life starts happening and, oh, you know, your mom starts making you spin and trigger. You get on Boxer and you're like, oh my gosh, and I can live coach you. Mm -hmm. And that's how you rewire your nervous system and how you like move really fast. So you're in this like really supportive container with me. And then I have meditations, energy work, my road to the forgiveness. And then you have like spirit on tap. Monday through Friday as well, you know, so I can kind of guide you really fast in the containers. So I have that. I have Boundless, which is my group container, which is kind of like a smaller version of True North if you're not ready to go all the way in, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I just created a new one called Wisdom from Your Ancestors. And it's my mediumship offer. And it's just a single session where I give you messages from your loved ones. And then I also have uh, like a three package deal with Voxer. If you're like, I want to move fast. I want to go deep. Let's go. So I have different offers as well. I have a realignment toolkit, which is on my website and it's free. And you can get a meditation, a chanting video, journaling prompts, just to kind of see my energy and like start, you know, creating your own path down to finding your true north. I had a question though. You were using the term container a lot. What do you mean by container? I feel like it's in like the spiritual world a lot. Okay. So a container is like, I hold space for, let's say you're in true north. I hold space for you for three months in this container, which is a program, right? But it's it's deeper than that, right? Because I'm holding space for you to be able to be vulnerable and um, share and move and do all the things that happens in it. So it's it's a program, but it's bigger than that because I hold space on like an energetic level. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Because it was like, I, I, because like the way that I had had interpreted it was maybe container was just like another word for like your just program. But if it's like deeper than that, I mean, definitely need that clarification because I, I had, I had, was not familiar with that term. Because when I think container, I I think something you put your food in, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. But you can think of it, but just think of it in like a bigger, you know, like a dome or something, right? Where I'm holding space for me and you to like work through, you know, all of your stuff so that you can kind of come out of the container and step into this new world that you've created. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, thank you for explaining that. So one thing that I was really curious to learn more about, because you mentioned like um shamanism earlier, and I will say shamanism is, you would think I would know more about this, but I really don't. And I know that plays like a significant role in your spiritual approach. So I would love to hear some more insights into the principles of shamanism And like how incorporating these principles can enhance our spiritual journey and self-acceptance. Yes. So I am not a shaman, but I worked with one very closely. Okay. 
And she really opened my gifts up. And I would tell anybody to research or to find somebody if you're interested in working with a shaman. I feel like it's like an energetic thing. You kind of have to like vibe with somebody, but life-changing. She changed my life. Like, and I am so thankful for her. So shamanism, you know, she, like, I don't do shamanism. Well, I'm not. I apologize. For some reason, I thought it was part of your approach. But I use some of her tools. Okay. You're right. I use her, some of her tools that she has shown me, which is like the four directions. What are the four directions? Well, just like the North, the East, the South and the West and how you how you can work through them. And really like in my meditations, like it's really about like the father sky, um, mother earth and how we can like ground ourselves. And I use some of her tools and some of her energy work that she has shown me with saging and calling in abundance and clearing people's chakras and cutting cords. It's so in depth and so much, but I use some of that in my work. Like I have compass of love and I use the directions to take women through it so that they can come back to actually loving themselves and then become a magnet for their desired partner. Cool. Yeah. I really like chakras and tuning more into that. That was something that I got into within like the past year I remember I got a book on it. The way that I like to open up my chakras more is like through crystal healing. And so, Mm, yeah, so I would do like a crystal that corresponds to whatever chakra I need to open. And the way that sparks this is it's also based on my tarot pulls that I do in the morning. So I'll pull like one tarot card and then based on how I interpret it, I'll find like a crystal that has like a relevant meaning to the to like the card. So maybe if I pull like the lovers or something, right? Rose quartz, you know, maybe it could be like yes. self-love or maybe if I'm having friendship problems or relationship problems or if I want to just promote more love, whatever that card is trying to tell me in that situation, like rose quartz is an example. And rose quartz is really is connected to the heart chakra. So I yes. would put that crystal on my like heart and just kind of sit there for like a minute with it and use that to open up my chakra. That's how I do it. I mean, I'm sure there are other ways that people open up their chakras, but I like to doing it with my tarot and crystal healing. I love it. Yes. I have an altar and I have all the crystals and me and my daughter, like we love going to like crystal shopping oh my God, me and too. like, if we're like, it's so good. And like, and then you can like feel the energy. You're like, oh, I need this one. And I love how you do it. And this is like going back to, you know, my shaman and everything. Like she showed me things and I take those things and I put them into a different modality and how I work. Right. And like, you probably learned that from somebody and now you turned it into your own modality. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's so beautiful because there's so many different ways that we can like really realign ourselves as well. Yeah. I recently just redid my altar. I change it seasonally. So like literally I just changed it for the summer solstice. So it has like a kind of like a beach theme to it because you know what's funny is I am such a very like dark person. I wear a lot of black and purple and dark cool tone collars. I'm very alternative and edgy and emo with my style. I mean, my shirt literally says right now, make America emo again. 
I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so people would think that like either fall or winter would be like my favorite season because I'm so witchy, but yes. it's really <laughs> summer. I love warm mm. weather. And even though it's a lot brighter, there's still a lot of like contrast with summer, but I absolutely love fall. I'd say that's my second favorite season. And I always get so excited because that's where I feel like I can tune into like my magic and my own spiritual practices that I use. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm curious to know what does your altar look like? Ooh, well, I have this beautiful antique kind of um, table runner from my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a beautiful vision board. I love So it. I have this. Oh, it's so good. And then I have like crystals, like in a beautiful, like flower pattern. And then I have my feathers and my sage. I usually try to do this like four days a week. And you can actually get this from my realignment toolkit, but I chant with mala beats. Oh, what are mala beats? So I, ooh, you should um, get some. Okay. And you can like, well, go to the crystal store. Because I bet you the have oh, all of these. Yeah, Portland has so many metaphysical shops. I'm sure I can easily find them. Yes, yes. There are beautiful beads. It's just like an intentional necklace. And I think there's like a hundred and I want to say 138 beads or little beads. And you literally just, you can check out the video if you want. But I just um, chant to Lakshmir. And she's like the goddess of abundance and all the good things. So I do that and then I go to my altar and my vision board and I just like meditate and I say all the things and it's just like my little like peace in heaven. I love that. Yeah. You know, I don't keep my vision board by my altar, which is a good idea that you do that. So if you see this like black frame on my wall, that's yeah. my vision board mm -hmm. right there. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. I love the whole vibe of your room. Oh, too. thank like, you. <laughs> yeah. I recently redid my room on Memorial Day weekend. It was like what I had was kind of like this like pink feminine chic room and that was just not really aligned with who I am. I think I had cared so much about like aesthetics for like content where it was like everything was so bright and white and clean and it was just getting a little dry and boring and I was like, no, it needs purple. It needs black. It needs more of me and how it's going to reflect me as a person. So I redid it. So it was a whole weekend project. But yeah, with my vision board, you know, I, I change up my vision board every year. I do it like, you know, the week mm -hmm. of New Year's Eve. A lot of things have kind of changed because ever since I got laid off from my job from Amazon back in January, which is why I'm like going into a different career path because I was in recruiting and the competition right now is horrible. I, it, it's, it's a mess. Ugh. I've talked about the job market yeah. so many times in my struggles on like other episodes. But a lot of things that aren't on my vision board may not end up manifesting anymore just due to like finance stuff because some of the things that are on my vision board do involve money. But I am still working to manifest more money. So, you know, there's still some more time. So, I mean, there have been like one things that one or two things on there that I've already manifested. So at least like there's some mm -hmm. progress right there. But it's just wild how much things can change after you create change. a vision board and you're like, oh, shit, was I not? focusing on the right stuff. And that's what I've always wondered, like, if your vision board doesn't come true, maybe you were not prioritizing or trying to manifest the right things. Like the universe was saying, no, this isn't what you should be doing. I don't know if it's that. I think it's, I don't want to, I don't ever like to make myself wrong. That's for anything, fair. Right. That's fair. And like when you're saying like the money thing, I'm like, and you're like, well, I don't know. And da da da. And I was like, you still have that. Still hold that. Yeah. Because you never know. 
what that can look like. I recently had like one of my biggest months in my business last month. And I have with like my meditation, my altar, my vision board and the chanting have like literally called it in. It's like wild. So like, I always say like, don't make yourself wrong. Like you never know, right? That's true. Yeah. How it's all going to like play out. Yeah. Yeah. I think where I was trying to go with it, sometimes I suck at communicating things that I want to communicate. I think for me, it's like, maybe I had to like pivot. It's more of like a mm -hmm. pivot and I, yes. it's more of like yeah. a realization. Okay. I think it really should be more of this. And then I have to pivot and refocus my efforts just because mm -hmm. life changes unexpectedly and you have to learn how to adapt to that. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, we all felt that in like COVID and just like the world we live in right now, right? right? Like it's always changing and oh my gosh. Yep. That's all you can do. Exactly. <laughs> so I know we're coming up on time here. So I have one final question for you, but what would you say is the biggest piece of advice you could give to someone who is feeling like a lost soul and how they can tap into their soul to find themselves again? Mm, I love it. Oh, there's so many things. I think the first thing is like sitting down and like journaling about what you really want and who you are and meditating um, moving your body. I am a big advocate of if you are um, feeling stuck or you have stuck energy or you're spinning or you're triggered, go outside, <laughs> put your feet in the grass, walk, go for a run, right? Move your body, meditating, journaling, and ask for help. Mm -hmm. Like we're so against asking for help. And like, even I get it because I'm like a woman and I'm like, okay, I can do this by myself. I'm right. I can so relate hear to that. Me roar. Right. Yeah. And I can be that. I can totally be that. That's a part of who I am, but you also have to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Right. And have the right support system. I would say to like, just take one inspired action towards one goal. Like it doesn't have to be this big thing, right? But keep yourself moving forward and yeah, ask for support too. That's really important. I mean, I like that you talked about journaling earlier because journaling is something that I've incorporated a lot into my daily routine over the past two years. And it's really helped me because I have a lot of like feelings and emotions. I also write down like my manifestations and like my gratitude as well. Um, I have a yes. recharge journal on like what helps me recharge, which has been really helpful for me. I don't write in that one every day, maybe like twice a week is when I'll do that. Yeah. So yeah, it's been really helpful for me. And it's, it's funny, my sister had encouraged me that I should do journaling. And I was like, Rebecca, that's not going to work for everyone. And I think the reason that I had said that was because I just wasn't ready to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes people think it's like work. And I'm like, yeah. you need to choose your own adventure and like what that looks like for you. You know, I'm like, I always tell people too, like, go for a walk and like voice memo something in your notes. But when you do journal, like, that's your truest higher self coming out. Yeah, exactly. And so at that time, I just wasn't ready. And yeah, I also felt like it was going to feel like a burden, too much work. I got over it. You know, it took me a while to get over that mindset. And then once I did, I'm like, okay, you know what? What the fuck was I thinking? I actually really like this. It really helps me like clear my head. It helps me recharge and it helps me reflect. 
because sometimes I don't mm-hmm. do the best job reflecting. And if I can write my thoughts down, boom, I got it I covered. Know, right? Yeah. Do you meditate? No. I think the reason I don't meditate is because I have ADHD. And so for me, it's really hard to have like a clear mind and to really sit through because it's just, it's not quiet up there. And I do take Mm -hmm. medication. Maybe if I took medication with it, it could probably work. Yeah. I just have to, I just would hate to have to experience the consequences or the side effects of my medication because, oh, girl, that dry mouth is unbearable. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. I would suggest this. Why don't you pick a meditation that seems like fun to you? Like, ooh, tapping into learning about my spirit guides or abundance or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then I just want you to listen to it while you clean your house or you go for a walk or you drive to the grocery store. Because it doesn't even need to, like, I feel like people think, oh my gosh, okay, I have to sit still. I got to breathe. Am I doing it right? Am I not doing it right? There's no wrong, right? Like, it's just listening and like, like kind of being intentional about it. And if you're like, oh my God, I want to go to like Chick-fil-A for lunch today. That's okay that that thought came up, you know? Yeah. It's just like starting that practice, you know? So that's what I would. That's a good idea. I will absolutely look into that. So appreciate the suggestion. Yes. So Marissa, if people wanted to find you and learn more about your practices, where can they do so? So I am an IG girl through and through. You can find me on Instagram at Marissa22Lane, or you can check me out at MarissaLane.net. And you can always just throw me a DM. I love to chat. I have free discovery calls. Check out my energy and my realignment toolkit that's free. And yeah, I am so thankful for this conversation. You are just such a delight. Thank thank you you. so much. You are absolutely a delight as well. I really enjoyed learning more about you and the work you do. It's so fascinating. And it's a lot of stuff that I'm not familiar with. So I Appreciate you educating me and enlightening me on some really cool topics and hopefully some things that my listeners can take away. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Marissa. And guys, if you ever have a shameless, unapologetic experience that you want to share with me, you can always email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic and always leave a nice review on your favorite podcast listening platform as it helps so much. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. 